0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.
1: Hey, so before we get started, I wanted to talk to you guys about Disney+. Plus. Now, I know by now you've probably heard about Disney+, Plus, the new streaming service that includes Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, and National Geographic. With all these amazing brands in one place, Disney Plus has one of the most incredible libraries in the entire streaming landscape, and it's all ad-free. From classics like Snow White to today's blockbusters like Captain Marvel and Avengers Endgame, the content on Disney Plus is truly unparalleled. And if all that isn't enough, Disney Plus even has originals like The Mandalorian, the first live action Star Wars series. So don't miss out. Go and sign up today and start streaming and tell them Hey sent you. What's going on ladies and gentlemen welcome to the Awakened Soul podcast. We have Tia the First Lady in the building uh, this week. We're going to be discussing the ugly truth. Uh, I can't wait to get into that conversation and attack it from probably a different uh, viewpoint on it than what you're expecting by just hearing that title but how rude of me. Welcome again to the Awakened Soul. I am your lovely, and not-so-humble host, Mr. CEO Hayes, a.k.a. the Dad by God, a.k.a. the Red Assassin, assassin a.k.a. the Content King is in the building uh, this week, as I am every week on this podcast. And uh, right off the rip, if you want to follow us, make sure you go to The Awakened Soul Pod or at awaken Soul Pod, just depending on where you're looking for us at. You can also follow me at CEO Hayes, that's H A I Z E. And if this is your first time listening to The Awakened Soul Podcast, uh, welcome. Welcome. Uh, we uh, have been growing a lot here recently, um, and yeah, so I, I just want to thank any uh, new listeners. I haven't shouted you guys out as much as I have previously in the past. It's just been a busy time, which we're going to get into uh, during uh, the In the Mind of Hayes segment, but before we get into any of that, I do want to say uh, for everyone who turned out uh, for that the comedy show uh, this weekend, thank you uh, even though it wasn't my show uh, I was there under a working capacity I actually directed it um, and filmed it it's gonna be a special uh, you guys see it it's actually gonna be a monthly thing uh, going forward so if you're in the if you find yourself in the Columbus Ohio area make sure you hit me up hopefully it's during the weekend with one of these comedy shows are going on and I'm going to invite you out and I'm telling you it's gonna be an amazing time I think there was about a hundred 120 people uh, at the event. It was a packed house. It was an amazing uh, experience to get to see the comedians do their thing there. Great show to be able to watch, even better to be able to network and uh, add my my uh, director's eye to it and get different angles. And just, you know, um, as I continue to grow into like this photography, videography thing, stuff like that, I don't take lightly. And the fact that You know, they liked obviously what I do enough to ask me to film it It was an amazing experience. So I thank you uh, for that. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's just just a great thing to be able to take my craft, uh, do something different because I started in this creative realm. If anyone would have told me I would have found the passion for love and video like I have, I wouldn't have believed it myself. Um, And I actually posted a video on my Instagram page and my Twitter page as well. Just talking about the importance of investing in yourself. Um, you know, we kind of talked about on the Brooks Radio too, coming off the hills of Joe Budden's conversation about ownership. And, you know, I have invested in myself all this gear. If you are watching the YouTube version, if you see me, uh, everything that you see, I own, even though it looks like I'm in the studio. I'm in my studio, in my house, which all this equipment I own. So uh, it's amazing to just be able to feel like if I wanted to do some random voiceover stuff. I can do that. If I wanted to film uh, a video ad for something, I do that. I have the equipment to do it all. And I invested heavily in myself over the past 18 months. And it's really starting to pay off more and more. Probably would have been paying off sooner if it wasn't for COVID because things seemed like they were really going to be taking off in the photography world right before that. But you know things happen for a reason i'm not mad at it everything happened gave me time to save up and get some more gear i renovated the studio so everything happens for for a reason um so i'm really happy with what we're building uh the breaks media but that's enough this is probably one of the longest welcoming intros i do usually this segment is like this part of the show is probably like a minute i just welcome to the show tell you when we are talk about we get into it so enough of that let's go ahead let's get into our intro music come back on the other side of that with the the end of minor hayes segment i see you lovely and beautiful people there
0: the following is a breaks media podcast
2: You're now listening to the best podcast in the world, The Awakened Soul, hosted by my dad.
1: Welcome to my dark and twisted crazy ass mind. Um, so I want to start this one off with playing a voice message that I got in reference to my podcast, the content, um, and just everything there. And I don't really have a, well, I have stuff to say about it, but it's not going to be totally in depth because they say it all on the voicemail. So let's go ahead and get into that. And then uh, I'll catch you guys on the other side of that. Hold on.
3: I just had to tell you, I'm, I've been like going back and listening to... Um, Some older awakened souls or whatever. And right now, I'm listening to this one where you were talking about how people get in the way of their own happiness. And it's like you are talking right to me. It's crazy. I don't... You might not talk a lot, but when you do talk, you be saying some shit, boy. You better... You be knowing what you're talking about sometimes, CJ. Because I swear... You, you were talking to me and you weren't even talking to me. I do stand in the way of my own happiness. I do that. I keep my guard up and I have said the exact words to myself that you said. Like, I don't, there, I do it a lot. Like, there are things that I could be happy about that I should be happy about. But then I tell myself, you know what, Brittany, don't even get your hopes up don't get excited about this don't be happy because you know that something as soon as you get happy about it the shit's gonna fuck up and then you're gonna be disappointed and upset so just don't just don't be happy I say that to myself all the time about stuff all the time and I just you be saying some shit I just had to let you know that The another one that I've listened to is the one with your daughter Oh my gosh, it was the sweetest thing ever. I just, I smiled the whole time because it was just so open and honest, and you could just see the love between the two of you. It was so cute. And, you know, she's, like you said, she's entering, she's getting older and getting up in those, you know, teenage years and stuff. And she even said she was talking about her, you know, social the TikToks and you know her wanting to be with her friends more than she wants to be with you guys or whatever and it was just so even with her entering that stage like you could just see how much she loves you and that's awesome that you guys have a relationship like that and have the rapport that you have and that she feels comfortable coming to you with her problems it's just the sweetest thing i love it but anyways but i just wanted to let you know that i'll I be seeing you and i'll be I, I listen and i like what i hear but yeah okay bye
1: i can't say enough how humbling it is right because you know for me I do this podcast because it's my po- my passion. The Awakened Soul, even though I do other podcasts, The Awakened Soul specifically, I always say it's like my journal. It's a look into my mind. It's looking to how my brain works. Things break down. I'm not always as funny on this podcast as I am on the other ones because the content can be very serious. I think on last week's episode, this week's episode, especially because of the people I'm recording with, you get a little bit more of, well, in the episode before that, too, I had JB, but you get a little bit more of my jokey and jovial side, and people can be funny, and I'm trying to introduce more of my antics into like the promo videos and stuff because I, I i can be a funny person but the content is always what's special to me like like all the other stuff i t- I kind of add and take away but ultimately when you listen to the content of the awakened soul i want it to be something that resonates with the people who listen to it on and 2020 has really fed into me people have filled into me i guess i should say or poured into me better words as i'm trying to find my wording uh have fed into me poured into me i just said it they've poured into me um just how much they appreciate the content that i create how much they appreciate the level of detail and what i put in it and you know you heard in that uh in that message that you know even she mentioned how the songs that i pick typically add to it i'm not one of those podcasters who just picks a song because i like it or i just throw in a song because it sounds cool or it's nostalgia um some a lot of the music you've been hearing more so this year has been original music samples of some classic stuff, samples of some other music that's more popular, but with a different spin on it. I think ultimately that's what I'd want to do. And that's what I try to create with this. I said it years ago, I think like within the first year of the Awakened Soul, I said that the Awakened Soul is not just a podcast. I want it to be an audio experience. And, you know, we've added video to that since then, but the music side of it, um, music is a very big part of my life. Hell, I did a whole episode saying how music is the greatest medium of all time because of the emotions and everything you're able, in the story that you're able to convey through a great song when it's done amazingly. So, like, I want my podcast to be reflective of how I look at music, and so my use of music is also something that I want typically to add to whatever's going on. And You know, sometimes with the outro music, I do throw a song that's been on my mind or whatever, but here lately in in 2020 it's really been something to kind of keep that vibe going of what what was in the show so i, I appreciate that um yeah i you know i don't use music as heavily as what i used to. i know there used to be a musical transition between every segment now we try to shout out other podcasters and we give them some ad space um to to promote other podcasts um in that space so it's not always just music so it helps other people get shine as well we all eat um, but ultimately, when you hear a piece of music, especially um, coming fr- coming into the main discussion topic and coming out of the main discussion topic, I really wanted to be something that kind of sets the tone and then sends you on your way, keeping that vibe going of what uh, we were listening to. But ultimately, I know I'm getting sidetracked, but it's, it's just a great feeling to know that something that you're producing is touching people in the way that it is. Um, and I've been blessed in this podcasting game. I've said it many times that I've saw success very early on. And I admit it, it's at, at probably about the 18-month mark, it made me, I stagnated a while. And then I realized, hey, no, nah, get 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 back on your game. We've been full force since then. Um, So, yeah, I, I try to be very, um to just, just keep an open mind and, and really look at the content that I'm creating and what it means, not only to me, but to the people who are going to listen to it. So I, I appreciate you. You guys don't know, like, even though that was that was one listener, you guys don't understand how much it means to me when you guys reach out DM me. I've I've been in conversations about that Sigma Male episode since it dropped. Like legit, the conversations about that have not stopped since that episode uh, was released. But even there, like people who catch up, I still get converse, uh messages, and DMs about more like than different the episode with my daughter. I still get messages about the episode I did with my pops. Um, and that was that was what two Father's Days ago. Um, so yeah, that was it is it was some time, so you know the fact that um I know some of my segments aren't as evergreen because I do talk about some of the recent events, especially here in the in the minor in the minor Hay segment, but ultimately my discussion topic segments I always want them to be conversations that can be evergreen you can go into and listen to it three years later and it still resonate it still hits um so, yeah, that's just something I've been blessed to be able to do in this podcasting game since I started. Um, it's been good to me. I've been good to podcasting. I respect it. I respect my listeners. And I love you guys. So I wanted to take some time out during the end of my of Hay segment just to put the focus on that um, and on you guys. Because ultimately, everything that I do, even with me now going more heavily into photography and directing, it all started because of the love that you guys have given me with my content with the awakened soul and everything. So I appreciate you guys so much for that. Um, thank you for the continued support, the continued love, um, and to the other creatives out there, the ones that I, that I love their content and that are just inspiring. Like I've met some amazing people over this time uh, of podcasting. I, uh, you know, I, I can't shout out Dan on drugs and AJ for what we're going to do enough. Like Dan, I don't think Dan really realizes how much he can, he means to the podcast and culture sometimes. Um, and AJ, that's just my dude, man. I I, I know when AJ – AJ, even though he's been kind of away from from uh, social media for a while, like me and him talk, I, I think we – he pretty it's, – it's him because you guys know I'm terrible with communication. I, I'm i terrible at catching up with people, and I apologize. It doesn't mean that I don't love you guys. I'm just terrible at it. But AJ has been messaging me almost every time I drop an episode, just – um, and it means a lot. Like, I don't think that brother realized – how much it means me and AJ have been people that been two brothers that have disagreed uh, publicly that we aren't always on the same page, but there's a, a, there's a mutual respect there. But I talk about those two brothers enough. You guys, I've probably mentioned Dan or AJ in like every episode in like the last three or four months. So you guys should know about them already, but like Steph from the grape Hill podcast, um, someone who's recently come into my circle over the last year um, to Cora from the melanin, Mel- uh, melanin, festival Festival. That's my sister. At this point, like we check in with each other, we pray for each other. Um, uh, I'm trying. I don't. I don't want to leave anyone out. Uh, Rhonda Mary, who we kind of got started in this creative game at the same time. Uh, Tony Bryce, who uh, was on one of my podcasts, who's just blown up. She actually is an actress on P Valley. These are people who. Like, legit, pouring to me, I pour into them, um, and I try my best to, and I love what they do creatively. I love them as people, right? And uh, I think that's really important to me. And another person, I, I want to make sure that I, I shout this out, not just because I'm on the show, but because of what this this I, I call him like my brother slash mentor Mr. Billy Ray Valentine I was blessed to be on his podcast America Unplugged uh, on the uh, iconic network which is owned by David Ike uh, Ikey if you guys don't know him you need to know uh, but that's alternative media if you guys aren't into that um, and we, we talked about the race relations and stuff like that on this podcast but you know these these are people who I've I really feel blessed to have them in my circle I feel blessed to have them as as people that I can call on to work with and they hold me accountable in XYZ. So I don't I don't take that stuff for granted. Um but enough of that. Enough of cuz I'm, I'm going to get I'm going I was very close to getting mushy there. I don't do that. So we are going to go ahead and move into the last thing that we got during this in the mind of hey segment. That is Candace Owens, Cardi B. Um I'm going to I'm going to talk about it. We we'll probably get more in depth on the Breaks Radio, so make sure you go and check out the Breaks Radio uh this week when it drops on Thursday. But Um, the fact that, you know, Candace owns, we all know, um, you, you know, people have called her everything under the book because she's a Trump supporter. She's a Republican. And some of the things that she says about the black community are downright disgusting, especially in the George Floyd case and everything like that. Um, and, I guess Cardi B has had enough of it. And, you know, Cardi B is someone we just talked about on the Berks Radio, a matter of fact, that she's her. She owns her. She owns who she is, what she does, and everything. And it's funny how she mentions how she, she wants to motivate people to go and vote just like she motivated people to pop their pussy. Like, that line, enough for me. Put that shit on a, t- on a T-shirt. Man, I would wear that shit. Because that, like, it, it, it goes to show that she's recognizing her power. Cardi B is, what, 27, 28 years old. And, you know, as much as we... Look at her as the fun, the, the the twerker and 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 the provocateur or whatever. I think she's still maintaining her, but she realizes the power that she has in the position that she's in, and that you can't do nothing but respect because there's a lot of people, artists, celebrities that don't realize that. And I, you know, we've we've done an episode on it here. You don't. We shouldn't be looking to these celebrities for motivation i don't i don't think uh it's not it's not their job to be role models or anything like that but when they do and they take it and they take it seriously i think that needs to be commended as well and, you know the back and forth between her and candace owens it was bound to happen between somebody and candace owens and as we lead into this election it's going relations are going to get at an all-time high when it, when it comes to tension it's going between the political parties it's going to candace owens backs trump We know. We knew that was going to be a thing. She truly believes that the best thing for the black community is in the Republican Party. Whether you believe that or or whether you agree with that or disagree with it, that is what she believes. And she's defending her belief. And a lot of people in our culture think that that's bullshit. And it's good to see that somebody stand out and talk to her, because very often Candace Owens has these opinions and she remains unchecked on them or nobody can really. Nobody really combats like it's happened. T.I.'s done it, a couple of others. But for the most part, um, and I'm, I'm not saying that I want to see a debate between two people who aren't even running for anything necessarily. But, you know, it. I would love to see a debate between Cardi B and Candace Owens. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. I'm, I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, but, yeah, it's, I think I think it's, it's, it's funny how a lot of the people in our culture that people do look up to are pretty quiet on politics. And it's Cardi B who's speaking out on it. It's Cardi B who worked with Biden. It's Cardi... Like, it, it's it's just it's just interesting and really makes you think, right? Um, but more power to her. Uh, hats off to her. Stand up for what you believe in. Um... And, you know, I, I keep saying it. we're going to get we're gonna, the end of my hay segment is going to get more political as we get closer to this election. So well, not political. I'm going to make have conversations about things going on in politics. But, uh, yeah, so that's it. That's all I wanted to uh, leave it on. Just wanted to comment and give my thoughts on the Candace Owens and Cardi B situation. But that's it. We are going to go ahead. Uh, no Cookie Chronicles this week because Tia is in the main discussion topic. And anytime we do the main discussion topic together, we don't. Um, she doesn't do a Cookie Chronicles because we get all our thoughts there. We're well, actually first thing we're going to talk about is the verses between Monica and Brandy, and then we're gonna come off of that, and we're gonna get into the main discussion topic, which is about the ugly truth. I can't wait till you guys hear this concept. Let's go ahead and get into the break. I see you, lovely God. <laughs> I see you, lovely and beautiful people. After that, with the buzz and beauty herself, the First Lady, aka Tia, which she may call kill me for keep calling her by her name, but fuck it. I want all the smoke. i see you guys after this. What's going on? I got Miss Lady in the building uh, this week for a discussion topic. A little bit. Hopefully you guys see a different side of Lady uh, this one. I, I, she may go off. This kind of spurned from just a conversation that we had, which is usually the best content with me and Lady because we just have great chemistry <laughs> like that. But without further ado, even though you guys are here every week on the Cookie Chronicles segment, let me introduce Miss Lady to the Arkansas. What's going on, man? Hey, I ain't been here
0: in a while on a on a full episode.
1: I know, right? It has been a minute. It has been a minute. But uh, we got a few things to talk about. It's going to be a fun conversation. Uh, the first thing, something that you brought up that you wanted to talk about on the list, and that was this versus. Even though I I, I kind of talked um. about it on the Burke's Radio. But let's talk about it again here because I know you want to talk about it. What, what were your thoughts?
0: I mean, I loved it, but you thought it was trash.
1: It was terrible. It was, it was the
0: best verses. I mean, besides Brandy's little jacks, Brandy comes across as very bossy. But outside of that, the music itself, the vibe was
1: good. The I enjoyed. Vi- it. See, no, and that's what I—that's where I have to disagree because the vibe of the thing was petty, and it seemed like neither one of them to be there. I think the like.
0: Vibe- spies the music But see that's the thing for, for for
1: what that was worth and that's every all everyone's talking about you would think that you guys didn't hear brandy or Monica songs in 50 like I feel like everyone is so caught up in the nostalgia of hearing the, their songs and I get that that happens when you listen but for for the for the point of us li- watching verses is to see the interaction between the artists to get the stories behind the scenes to see the perform on the on the ones that they do perform and everything about it that makes verses versus for me was trash i could listen to their music anytime i got spotify playlists i could listen to their music whenever the fuck i want to so it wasn't about it wasn't like the music aspect of it was fine and i get that but everything else, like brandy did like brandy doing that whole fake nice thing I don't I didn't feel the 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 vibe of it was off to me. The fact that they made this big deal out of it, hell, they cut a trailer with Makai Pfeiffer before they did this shit. This shit was all trash. Like, no, the but trailer you was have dope. have to
0: think about why it was a big deal. It's a big deal because everyone knows that Brandy and Monica has been, they've been beeping for years, years. Mm-hmm. And initially when it was brought, you know, when the fans wanted to see them on Versus, one of them said no. I don't remember which one it was. It might have been Monica. But one of them said no. So for now, all of a sudden, for them to both agree to it, and even though it, they weren't, like, the best of friends on there, they probably legit just washed the beef just for this versus. So you can tell that whatever they might have discussed was, like, probably the days, if not the day of versus. So – I mean, the fact that they put their differences aside for the most part and came together and gave the people what they wanted... It was
1: good. But see, the, I enjoyed it. Well, Sam, maybe that's just my to me. They didn't put their differences aside. Monica released a damn single at this thing, so that makes it seem like she accepted to do it, so she can release her little dumbass single that was as shit. Everybody releases
0: a new. No, song. that's most not true. People, that's most not true. People release new No, on-
1: no. This is the first time no somebody released, released, a new, released
0: a new song. On no, there. no. See, you're you're Monica confusing. You're you're
1: confusing people showing unreleased music. At, with releasing a new single that's completely different yes verses have had unreleased songs that that it's our first time listening that's been on the shelf for years little john did not release a single it didn't hit hit itunes well, it was, the next day song, but little john was so no no it's com- it's a completely different thing like it just seems like they try to capitalize off of it and like i said i know that's not the popular opinion but for me it's just like nah man But still,
0: what? The time to do it when you got 1.2 plus million people in one place looking at you. That's the time Listen, to do it. You have nobody to been checking for new music the day, from them. Artist, an artist.
1: No, no, you're you're excusing music. because you enjoyed the nostalgia. That shit is trash. That shit is trash. and That single ain't going chart. Don't nobody give a fuck about that shit. Was whack. So no, I like the song. Shit's whack, whack. But anyway. It, to each their own, right? To each their own. You enjoyed it. more. Well, a lot of people enjoyed it. They broke the record. Yeah. More power to them that they did that shit. But I, like I said on the Brooks Radio, they got to get better with verses. Like, at this point, it's starting It's starting to feel like they're starting to get the bottom of the barrel. Like, people are now, like, before when Versus started, it seemed like a passion thing. I know it started in the middle of, of quarantine and everything and, and all that. But now it's starting to get to the point where it's like, like it's don't just do something just to do it you feel me and i get that this one was hype because people wanted to see them but like that little john and and rick i'm not little john that uh two chains and rick ross one fucking basura that shit was trash as fuck uh this shit like like it's just going it's just going downhill and i just hope that i i would i would almost rather only get one a month than. Just to do them, just to do them. Like, and I don't know if at some point they're gonna have to make it charge for it, make it a pay per view type thing to get the bigger names in. Because at this point, like, the names that people are really wanting to see—the bigger names, the Jay Z, the Dr. Dre's, whatever—aren't going to do this shit for free. It's not going to happen. They they don't benefit anything from it. So if we're gonna, if versus is gonna continue to grow, Apple signed them now. Like, so they're gonna. I just worry. I guess I'm worried that now that Apple signed them to a deal, that it's gonna be this thing of we got to do two a month. And then those two One of those two Is probably gonna be trash Like that's just It just worries But
0: well, why do you think They're doing Bottom of the barrel Artists Like These are not bottom of the barrel artists. Monica and Brandy are legends.
1: Okay, they're legends, but that shit don't nobody ain't nobody checking for them now. Like the thing is is still legends. It doesn't, but it doesn't matter. Big Daddy Kane is a legend. Big Daddy Kane is a legend. And ain't nobody checking for a Big Daddy Kane versus. So using the excuse that they're legends ain't like it has to be something that people want to see. And uh, well, let me say this. It has to be people that actually want to do verses and engage in the the showmanship of it. Not just to show up to do it. To do it. This felt like it was thrown together because the fans wanted to see it and they've been calling for it, and it didn't seem like it. Like when my, when Brandy brought up the slap thing, if it wasn't for Monica trying to keep it cute, that would like that beef shit ain't over. Like it, I I don't want. Matter of fact, here's the thing: if they bring two people on that are beefing, just let them beef. Let's 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 embrace the petty at this point. Embrace the fucking petty. Let's let it be I'm gonna genuine.
0: Be honest. I, that's what I did not want to see. I did not want to see two black women get on on Instagram or whatever else they show and act petty towards each other. I did not want to see that. And I specifically said that like the day of, I hope they do not get on here and be petty. To me, the only petty one was Brandy. Monica tried to keep it cute.
2: <laughs> I felt
0: like if it wasn't for them cameras, she probably would have said a little something. But, you know, she kept it cute. It was was Brandy that kind of
2: fucked it up a little bit.
1: Just a little bit. The most entertaining thing to come out of that verse is is the video after the fact of Ray J dancing on the side of the day after when that shit got released. That motherfucker is... Say what you will about Ray J, but that's an entertaining motherfucker. Like, that dude is hilarious, man. But he... I feel like Ray J's one of those people who truly live in their own world. Like their own like in his in his mind, in his world, he's probably the biggest superstar ever and can't nobody tell him different.
0: But you know what? I noticed watching versus that Brandy acts just like Ray J. Yeah. Just it is, it was slightly annoying, but it is
1: what it is. Apple don't far too far from the tree or whatever uh-huh. that saying goes. But uh,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh but that's 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 one thing that we wanted to talk about. We do have an actual topic to discuss and get into.
2: What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Marco de Prince, the host of Hear Me Out Podcast, and I am here to tell you a little about me and my podcast. I'm a little bit about me. I'm born and raised in Portland, Oregon, currently resigned on the East Coast. I have done everything from a nine to five, retail, been homeless, been engaged, Um, AmeriCorps volunteer jobs and whatever you think of I've probably done it or experienced it and I am here just so my voice can be heard and hopefully touch the voice of someone else to remind them that we all don't got it but we can all go get it Um, so I'm here to just share my life experiences, motivate people rant and just be heard so you can hear me out on all the socials at hearmeout.pod for Instagram, podcast on Facebook, and also this is hearmeout on Twitter. And you can also stream me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Brinker, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio, Public, and wherever you catch your favorite cast at. So, hopefully you hear me out and catch the vibe.
1: So this one all started from, well, I can't remember. What did you say? What did I say? Ugly, who The nerve of these ugly motherfuckers or some shit like that.
0: Yeah. To be like in your inbox or something, trying to talk to you
1: or something like that. So something to that effect. me being me, I took that concept and that conversation that we're going to have. I turned it into something that we can actually more so talk about. Um, we're titling this segment, The Ugly Truth. But the first thing that we want to talk about before we get into the ugly truth, and kind of the it's gonna be some funny, it's gonna be some insightful stuff to come out, but I sent you some uh stats or whatever. And this one's about society's bias towards attractiveness. And this one was weird. It's just interesting to find out, and we can talk about what you feel about this one. Uh first, research says that we're believed, we're hardwired to believe that beautiful people are more morally superior and and hardly question uh wait, what did I write? <laughs> Research says that we're hardwired to believe the beautiful and morally superior um what? I wrote that incorrectly. I have been reading too many uh, love lesson badass so emails, but either way, <laughs> the it's supposed to say that uh that's, that we're hardwired to believe that beautiful people are more uh they they're easier to look up to, they're more morally superior, uh they have it easier generally. What do you think about that? The 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 beauty, I guess if we're calling it privilege, so to say. What do you think about it? Do pretty privilege, is pretty what privilege. I call it. Okay, okay, cool.
0: <laughs> I did an episode called it on of Chronicles a long time ago. Um, I think it's true. I think I don't. I don't think it's. Well, maybe it is something that we're taught, like subconsciously. But um, pretty people, beautiful people, do have it easier a lot of the time but we also have our issues too like you have some people that think just because you're beautiful you're stupid or you're airheaded, you don't know anything or they try to take advantage of you and put you in awkward situations especially like in workplace type settings so eh, it goes both ways but we do definitely have it better than the
1: people that are not as attractive and it sucks it sucks because when you're when you're forced to like us have this like this conversation and face it it, it's like damn that's fucked up but it's true right like it's true when you look at it like for example like if you see two people right like for two people they're put in front of you and they say one of these two people just robbed this store one's ugly one's beautiful Research says you're more than likely going to think that the beautiful person wouldn't have done it. That's true. But, and it's it's kind of fucked up, right? But that's that's ingrained <laughs> in society like when you when you think about it like especially American society or all societies and cultures really like we value beauty. We look at beauty as something that's admirable and it's like just because somebody's attractive and I say this all I've said this before, Let I when mean, I say all the time is that like the way that people look doesn't have shit to do with them like that's genetics thank their parents for that them two people got together and they got the right splice of genes that made that person attractive but then when you look at this research like people are gaining so much privileges from it and even it breaks down further to say that like even in politics people are more likely to vote for somebody who's attractive than somebody who's ugly and it's like damn these are the people who are deciding our futures and our laws and we sitting there voting for them based off the motherfucker being ugly or not
0: yeah, especially I think there's people that more so don't know a lot about politics, but they still want to vote like they want mm-hmm. their vote to count. They just go to the booths and be like, oh, which one is the more attractive one? I'll go for that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is sad, but, you know, it is what it is. So, it happens.
1: Let me ask th- ask you this. When has somebody gotten the benefit of the doubt from you because they were they were attractive? And looking back at it, you look like you were like, damn, I got blinded by. By by the fact that they were fine, man or woman. Um,
0: shit! I don't remember. I'm leery of everybody. I don't care if you're attractive or not. So I I couldn't even tell you. I, I don't remember. Probably when I was younger.
1: <laughs>
0: not now, knowing what I know, because you know when you know better, you do better. So not not currently, but probably when I was younger, maybe maybe early twenties, mid twenties. Maybe that
1: makes sense. That makes sense. God ain't too fond of cute, right? That's what they. That's what not at all. goes. <laughs> um. Uh, and you know, for me to answer that question, I'd have to think like, when somebody somebody gotten the benefit of the doubt of me because they were they were attractive? I don't know. I'd have to. Somebody would have to present me with the with the situation because, like, of course, yeah. me being me, like, I'd like to think that I was more logical and didn't and didn't give somebody the benefit of it doubt just because they were pretty or not, but. I'm sure it's happened at some point. Like you said, especially when I was younger in high school, I'm I'm 96% sure it probably happened in high school. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, Cause there were some pretty motherfuckers who got some dick in high school that feet were ugly as shit. So like, yeah, there you go.
0: Take the mails, bro.
1: Take the- <laughs> so the last part of research that we're going to talk about before we get into like our individualized topics that we came up with for this conversation is Randy Thornhill, a professor at the university of Mexico found that attractive men cheated on their spouses more than unattractive ones and that uh among 203 heterosexual college age men who are in permanent relationships even though what relationships are really permanent but you know i i I don't like that wording but um that they average uh 2.67 more relationships than their than their less attractive counterparts what do you make of all this
0: I can see how that, be- how that could be true. <laughs> <laughs> more attractive people always have more options, and they always have people after them. Mm. It's so much easier for attractive people to get what they want from the opposite sex, especially in a romantic setting. So yeah, that's that's very believable. I definitely believe I ain't experienced
1: that- none of that shit, so I need to. I, I, the red-bearded assassin is not. Exp- let me stop lying.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: but you gotta keep in mind i was in one re- relationship for damn near half my life so i'm sure i'm i'm like on the other the other end of the spectrum on that one <laughs> yeah.
0: i mean but even being single since you've been divorced like you haven't experienced that at all
1: a bunch of relationships no i mean i i'm i'm haze i fuck who i want to fuck so this just is what it is but um no comment no comment it's it's weird it's weird because because somebody so legit um and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna mention any names but somebody that i know told me that i'm dangerous right and they were just being silly i think it was after i posted the photo shoot uh pictures or whatever and i was like what do you mean she was like, "Not only are you actually attractive, you're intelligent. You know you're intelligent. You know you're attractive, and you just don't give a damn." And it's like the perfect combination. I'm like, "I don't know nothing about what you're talking about. I'm just me, real like." And I, I think because, like, don't get me wrong, younger Hayes, of course, big cocky ass. Well, I'm still cocky now, but I'm more cocky about my work and the shit I put into. Not you very rarely hear me just be super cocky about my looks or whatever. But I think uh, that comes with with growth right because i mean like i said before i look the way i look because of my parents so i i don't take any accountability for that but the way that my mind works the shit that i do the shit that i put my work hard work into that shit takes time and part of my life and i'm damn sure cocky about that shit but uh it's 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 interesting because it's like i wonder how much and you know how how like my podcast has grown the deals that i've been able to do the things that i have do now makes me think all right how much of that is because I'm a people find me attractive versus how much is it because people actually rock with the fuck with the way I think, or maybe maybe it's a combination of both. What do you think? You know me very well. I would
0: say it's a combination of both. Okay. <laughs> well thank you. Thank and there's you. There's nothing wrong with
1: that, but you know, combination of both for sure. There you go. There you go. And I don't know if people <laughs> have no noticed or not, but I've been rocking this content king had all motherfucking week. And I love yeah. this shit. I love this motherfucking shit. This shit is my crown. I'm going to take it off next week. But, uh, (laughs) all
0: right.
1: My head is already big as shit, so it don't even (laughs) fucking matter. Like, like seriously, I look at Alan, right? Because, you know, the girls really don't have, they have, I guess, bigger heads, but it's not, my head is super motherfucking big. Me and Alan, like, I sometimes I look at Alan's neck like, bro, we need to, we need to strengthen this because your head keep growing. You ain't going to be able to support it, fam. Ain't going to be able to support it. Uh, <laughs> talking about my motherfucking head fuck you i ha- i love you though but fuck you um <laughs> all right so let's get into the actual things that we're going to break down talking about ugly energy first topic mm-hmm. on this one ugly attitude equals ugly results When is someone's energy made you realize that looks ain't everything what about this uh tia
0: When they were assholes. I don't like assholes.
1: Okay. I'm an asshole, so I take offense to that, but that's cool.
0: But if you're an asshole for a specific reason, like if someone did something to you and your response is being an asshole, Mm -hmm. that's one thing. But when you're an asshole for no reason to everybody, if you're a bitch, if you're rude as hell, if you're disrespectful, like all that is ugly and unattractive and it makes you ugly regardless of how cute you are on the outside.
1: Mm. I think yeah I mean you you pretty much summed it all there I think that you know for some people they get passes right because they are attractive or people are so caught up and engulfed in how they that they look that they ignore ugly ass attitude and I think that also comes with maturity that you just don't stand for that shit like for me listen you could be the most mother beautiful mother everybody knows I love Dasha Polanco but if that motherfucker had an ugly ass attitude I'd be like look I'm good i'm good um it's it, it it comes with with being older and getting older that you just like looks let me not say that they aren't ever a factor because they are as and listen to this week's episode of love lesson badass Older. to hear me and tia's thoughts on uh dating somebody Definitely who you think's not attractive because that shit ain't <laughs> happening for me the one of us but at the same time like there has to be a balance because if you have a badass attitude or even for me, it's not. Let's let's not say just the attitude. For me, I look at how you treat other people, right, and how people talk about other people. So if I was on a date for, with somebody, for example, we out kicking it, and, and and she's like, "Oh, you see that fat bitch over there?" Instantly, I'm not. I like I'm, I'm I'm turned off because it's like you're judging somebody just by their weight, and that shit ain't cool. You know, um, it, it it I don't know. It's just for me. Or like when you're out at a restaurant, how somebody treats the waitress says a lot to me. It really does. Yeah. Like, I, I, people people have said that I'm that I'm I overblow that, but for me, like for example, I've, I've seen people snap at waitresses and not even like call like Hey, hey, you come over like you. They tell you their name when you sit down for a reason. Like that shit all matters to me, and the way that you treat people should it 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 tells me so much about your character, so that's why I like why that's part of the reason why I'm so quiet, like you've been around me in person, you know I'm definitely quiet as i as I see is i'm when I'm looking at people, I'm watching all that type of shit, and if you treat people like shit, then you gotta get the fuck from around me, which is one of our uh topics later on, but
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, ugly habits habits that someone can have that shows that they are ugly. Lee, internally, what's some of these habits that you think?
0: Habits. They don't keep themselves up.
1: Mm, okay.
0: Um, Hygiene. Like, bad habits of hygiene. Um, Sometimes, if you're a really bad dresser, like, mm. you have a habit of dressing very bad. Okay. Or slutty, or like, you just, you do too much. Or not enough.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: If you look homeless, if you look dusty, that kind of, those kind of bad habits with hygiene make you... Uh. And
1: let me tell, like, like, I've seen, and it's been a bit a bigger thing that I've, maybe I'm just paying more attention to it, I've seen so many beautiful women with ugly ass teeth, even though we're supposed to be talking about ugly attitudes, but you're getting on hygiene and stuff, but please fix your motherfucking teeth. Like, I don't give a fuck how, how cute you are. If your teeth ain't together... There's an issue, but keep going. Go ahead.
0: That's true. That is very true. Bad teeth are horrible. Um, what else? I mean, it kind of falls back to the previous topic. Like, if you're a shitty person, your habit is to be a shitty person, and you're ugly. It shows everyone that you're ugly. It doesn't matter how beautiful you are. That's a bad habit to treat people shitty.
1: That's a fact. I think um, is that is that it on your list. You got anything else? I think so. So I came up with a, with a list of a few things we could break this out. I got four things on this list, and we could talk about them. Um, you went with more of a of a way you handle and, and handle yourself and present yourself, which is a, a fair fact. I try to think of it more of like habits of ugly people as far as like ways that you act. So first thing, someone who always thinks negative. Yeah. I can't stand someone and and. That, that it's always a bunch of negativity when you talk to them. Like there's somebody, I'm, I'm trying to avoid, I try to avoid spilling names, especially people who I know who are, are sensitive, but there's somebody that I know very well that I talk to on a semi-regular basis. And every time I'm on the phone with them, which I already don't like, it's something negative, either like somebody cut them off on a highway or oh somebody's trying to get over on me because they didn't give me my two cent back or oh did you see that uh somebody spent money on xyz when they really should be investing in in this they're just stupid they don't know what i know like shut the fuck up like that's what i what i got to say if i'm always around and the thing is is that your brain is a muscle people forget that so how you think you're training your brain to react that way all the time So when you constantly think negative and you're always in a negative mindset or you look at everything for the for the negative, you are just training your mind and your body there to react with everything with negativity. And I can't be around it. And so it's it's I can't be around anybody who affects my like I'm almost always in the same mood. I'm either even kill or I'm going to fuck off. If when I'm (laughs) around you, I start feeling in negative like even when I go off, I'm not usually negative. I just got to get the shit off my head and I can go back to being me. But if it's somebody around who affects my energy in a way where I just feel like it's constantly some negativity shit, you can't be around me. But uh, I'm hanging on number one. Number two, an apathetic attitude. Listen, somebody who doesn't care about anything and get I'm I'm very go with the flow, nonchalant and apathetic are different. I'm nonchalant in the way that well, let me not say I'm adaptable. I, I'm pretty much cool in every situation because I can go with the flow. I'm like Batman. I've already come up with every possible scenario, so I'm just going to go with whatever you give me. But when you have somebody who's apathetic and literally does not give a shit about anything, that is that is problematic. What do you think about number two?
0: Yeah, sure. I can't deal with nobody like that, period. Friends,
1: mate, nothing. It's annoying. And, and apathetic people are born as shit to be around. <laughs> like for real, like if you just don't care about nothing, what? Like what? Every time, hey, you want to go here? Oh, I don't care. Hey, you want to go over here? Hey, I don't care. Then when you finally get to the place, they just sitting around like, oh, well, I'm here, motherfucking alive in the like Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. That's an apathetic person. I can't be around no niggas like that.
0: Winnie the Pooh,
1: though. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Constant defensiveness. That's number three. Somebody who always is on the defense before they even know the situation. They're automatically in a defensive mindset or stance and the way they talk about shit. Like, again, we've talked about, like, I talked about how you, you're you training your mind. You're training yourself to constantly think. Like, like, if you're always in a constant defensive stance, then that means that I can't even bring up, like, if I can't even say, hey, you got some, some, some ketchup on your shirt without you getting defensive, like, Oh, what you trying to say? I don't give, I'm, I'm a messy fucking eater? No, I'm saying you got ketchup on your motherfucking shirt. <laughs> like, what do, you, what do you think about that, lady?
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't deal with people like that either. I cut people off very fast. And the last, the, those last two are definitely reasons that I cut people off very quickly. You know, I, I don't have a lot of patience, so.
1: That's something, it's funny because you say that, uh, you've said that, I think on, at least once on, every the la- the last 3 times we've recorded anything together whether it's this or that you've said that a bunch and it's funny because i've been around yeah. you and you are you are i've seen you be patient so like when you say you don't have patience in what setting don't you mean cuz you're patient with me you're patient with your niece you're patient with even even like I've seen you which times your sister's gotten on your nerves and you've tried to be patient until it gets to a certain point. So like when aren't no, you I patient? My
0: sister's out. My niece <laughs> is a child. That's different. I don't have a lot of patience with adults. Okay. Especially when you know you're not supposed to be doing something or you know something's gonna make somebody feel away. Or some of these habits that you just named. Like nobody has to deal with that. Nobody has time for that. I, I just I can't. I can't deal with the adults that
1: should know better. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. All right, last one on my list of 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 the this topic is people who worry way too much about everything. <laughs> that is an ugly ass habit. Like, and I get it, especially me being a parent, we're in a pandemic. I understand people are more higher alert, but when I say you're constantly worrying about every like you can't even enjoy yourself to go to the park, be sitting in the grass because oh, what if a spider or uh, a rattlesnake comes and bite me in my leg? you, Why the fuck is you... You be worried about some shit that's not even possible. We don't even live in an area where rattlesnakes are available. Why are they coming up in the conversation? <laughs> no, I mean, that's... They don't dr- know that. <laughs> that's dramatic. But seriously, people who worry way, way too much, I feel like that is a very ugly type of, of mindset to have.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely. All good right. ones.
1: Okay. All good ones. One. So we... we So we've, we've now diagnosed the habits or traits of people who have ugly ass, uh, attitudes. So now let's get into the ugly truth. What does someone's ugly attitude really say about them?
0: That they have some shit they need to work through. Mm, Okay. Some baggage, some trauma, maybe just some shit they got to work through and they need to work through it immediately
1: i mean we all have stuff we want to work through so i look at it like okay of course i agree with that but i think an ugly attitude really reveals some either deep-rooted insecurity some trauma that they haven't taken time to get over over that's happened in their life so they've internalized that by being negative or ugly to other people or it says about them that (laughs) That they are just uh, that they are, maybe are a narcissist, right? And that's not always a trait of a narcissist. I I, th- I think people try to throw that narcissist thing on on too much stuff nowadays, and we've started losing the meaning of it. But I think like that it can it can mean that that could be a re- a red sign of that. I think when you when you look at somebody who has such negative energy about them, such a negative attitude, such a negative way that they carry themselves, usually means that they're dealing with some shit that they rather than take the time out to do the shadow work to deal with themselves they're just treating uh, they're treating other people how they feel inside that and that let me make sure i'm saying that i make this clear even though i'm saying that they're dealing with some shit inside that doesn't necessarily mean that they deserve your patience either sometimes you got to still say fuck them they got to deal with that shit on their own ugly people with ugly energy can drain you or ugly attitudes can drain so much out of you especially if they're people you you care about or love because you're trying to look for the better best in what they do or you're trying to help them and then you you end up empty, and they still out here being ugly as fuck to people. Like sometimes you just gotta cut the ugliness out. It's like a cancer. You gotta cut that shit out. Mm-hmm.
2: That's right. Whenever you
1: had to cut somebody off for being ugly, energy
0: being ugly. Yeah. when Was the last time. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, I'm always cutting people off, and now I'm trying to think of the reasons. <laughs> Friend that I grew up with that I had to cut off um, because she was being ugly. She was one, like, she always was complaining, and every time she called me, it was a complaint about something. She always had a bad day. She never had anything positive to say, but she didn't want to do the work to fix it. She didn't want to go to therapy or talk to a counselor. She never wanted to talk through nothing. She just just had a chip on her shoulder, and I didn't like that. Mm, Okay, fair enough. Now I love her from a distance.
1: Hey that's there's power in that like once you once you are okay like i've said this before i think i've said this talking to you on on love less and better so maybe with something else i can love the hell out of you and never fucking talk to you again and be perfectly fine with it i will love you from where i am for the rest of my life and Mm. never be around you a motherfucking again and be perfectly okay with that
0: act
1: like i never knew you just keep it moving like 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 i think i told you the other day when i had when i had to flip out on my uncle I love my uncle. Don't like and Xavier loves my motherfucking uncle, but that motherfucker can never, almost never, be around me again because he's kind of, like it's something that like flicked in his head at sixty that that I cannot deal with this motherfucker anymore. And so like and he doesn't listen. I don't know my mama listens sometimes. So mama, I'm sorry that I'm putting your brother out there. I'm not mentioning any names, but seriously, it's it's some people. As long as you are trying to love them through shit, it's just going to hurt you. They're not going to realize what the fuck they're going through, and sometimes it's just not worth the energy. You, I will. Sometimes I will,
0: it enables them exactly you can to act the way they're acting.
1: And some, and sometimes people can only realize how negative and how ugly their energy is when they sitting around and know nobody want to be the fuck around.
0: Them. Mm-hmm. That Especially silence the speaks loud. People that out. they think love them the most. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: I could beat your ass all day, but me just not dealing with you, that's going to hit hard. I almost chucked my <laughs> uncle the fuck out, but that's a whole different story, man. I'm not even going to spread family business on this here podcast. Exactly. Um, keep it
0: yeah. cute.
1: <laughs> but let's uh, move on as I'm trying to work through my personal trauma. Uh, <laughs> last topic. This one is titled Get the Fuck from Around Me Like I said earlier. That's one of my... I love that saying. Um, but this one is How do you keep the negative energies of others from impacting your life what do you think about this one to you besides cutting them off that's the easy thing come on let's get like yes cut let's say i agree with that the number one thing is cut off but you can't cut <laughs> everybody off but okay <laughs>
3: well,
1: I, I mean for example could you cut your mom and your sister off completely i know how how much they get on your nerves but could you cut yes. your mom off you could cut yeah, your mom off. I could. Okay. If they
0: did some shit to the point that I could not forgive them for, or just completely pissed me off, or they didn't recognize or understand what they did wrong or apologize, yes, I, I absolutely could. Sometimes family is the ones you need to cut off
1: the most. Mm, okay. All right. Well, I mean, and I agree with cutting off. We. we we can't just throw every like every, every <laughs> cutting off is too easy. To say, we got to create some content here. I mean, so, like,
0: initially, mm-hmm. I would try to be positive. Like I'm always positive for the most part, especially when it comes to my friends. So I'm always gonna give you positive advice. I'm going to tell you to clear your head. I'm going to tell you to, you know, do everything you need to do to stay in a positive space. But when it gets to the point where I'm tired of hearing the same shit over and over and over again, then I just stop answering the phone. That's just how I've always been. I'll try to help you as long as I can. But if I'm trying to help you and you're not taking heed to any of my advice or any positive advice, and you keep calling me with the same BS, yes, and you're always complaining. You're always being negative. or you got the same problem for months, years at a time that you have not resolved, but you know that you know what to do to resolve it. But you're still sitting in it and complain. I can't deal with that. Yeah. So I will not answer the phone.
1: Help me help you, right?
0: Hey. Okay. So That's
1: uh, how you do it? <laughs> <laughs> Anything else before I get into my list?
0: No, I'm sure you have a,
1: a long no. list. You know, I got my list. You come on now. You listen to me waking so everybody knows, especially I'm with a more Especially with topics like this, I create my list. That's when Pastor Hayes comes out. As people have named me with this shit now that I don't like. I hate. I you know I I adopt some names, some nicknames. I hate the Pastor Hayes nickname.
0: I think I called you Bishop Hayes.
1: See, I remember the episode <laughs> that the, the exact episode where I first got that. It was um. Uh, get the fluff out. I that's that's the first episode after that that people were like, "Oh, you preaching, uh, Pastor Hayes," and it just stuck. And I'm like, "Listen, can Dink we please, hay. can we please stop this shit? <laughs> can we please stop this Pastor Hayes shit?" But anyway, <laughs> first the first first way, keep your own power, and by that I mean don't let the other person's energy bring you down. Sometimes you have you have to and what, by whatever means that is, like if you know that you. Like, for example, and you asked me before, how can you not cut some people off? Sometimes the negative work and the negative energy comes from people at work and you have no control if you have to interact with them. If you have a manager that you got to interact with every day and they're negative all the time, you can't necessarily just cut them off. You can keep it to a minimum, but you have to keep that professional relationship with them because it's based off work. So in a case like that, you got to keep your own power. You have to know that who you're dealing with once you identify who you're dealing with at that point. You 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 know how to interact with them. You know that you can't let them steal your joy, so to say. And again, that's a that's a pastor phrase right there. Yes, the um, phrase. <laughs> you can't let them. You can't <laughs> let them steal your joy. You can't let them take your happiness. You can't let them affect your mood. And I know that's easier said than done, but you have to use what what things you can to keep that positive mindset and own your own power. That's not step. That's number one. Go ahead. Uh, and you put up the church for God damn it. <laughs> Go ahead.
0: So you've never had a boss or, or a manager that you didn't get along with and you told them to email you. Don't come in here. Don't speak to me. Just email me. Everything that you say to me needs to be via email.
1: See, so you got to keep in mind. So my, most of my professional career has been in finance. And before that, I ran a stadium. I was the assistant manager at the Sky Trade Center in St. Louis, Missouri. We had – the management staff had – a meeting before every game, after every game and in between every game. So it wasn't just email. We literally, the departments had to talk to each other. We had to interact. Same thing with finance. When I was in that, we had meetings all the time. This department has to talk to this department. So even, even, and we had meetings. So we were face to face or we had um projects that we had to work with. And to do that, you got to sit down with the other manager of the department, especially when I was in process improvement and you have to talk to them to go over the thing. So there were situations in which it couldn't just be e- email, not not for what I, where I was. Mm.
0: Yeah, I definitely told certain managers, please don't talk to me and let you absolutely took <laughs> to. Please, anytime you need to communicate with me, I need it in writing.
1: That's so funny. <laughs> hey, you got to do what you got to do though. Uh, but that's <laughs> that's one. Two. But that's one way of that's one way of keeping your power. If that's something <laughs> that you can do, the a hey, listen. I'm putting you in this box. You in the email box. We don't do the face to face box. So that's what you got to do. But you you kept your own power in that situation. Number two. And this is the one I wanted to put it further on the list, but I kind of want to get it out of the way, too, is stay positive. I know that's sometimes hard, but you got to think positive, be hopeful and be grateful. Sometimes you just got to thank God for nothing else. than you not like that person and, and just and sometimes just be like, you know what? It's sad that they feel, think and act that way. But I'm good over here, boss, and they keep it moving. Um, number three, ignore the perpetrator, and that's kind of what you're your, what what you went into with the emails. Sometimes people who are negative, you just listen. I will look you dead in your face and act like I ain't hear shit that you said, and keep it moving. Yep. You still talking like people only can be so negative about something so long when they just when they talking to a brick wall and you just going about your business. They feel real small when you when you act like them that way. What do you think about that one?
2: That's
0: true, but you know what I used to do when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Instead of like cut people off or ignoring them, I used to treat them how they treated me. Because sometimes people need a dose of their own medicine to understand mm. what the hell they're
1: get, doing. You're getting into my last point. Go ahead. Go ahead. Right,
0: go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so
1: my last, my last one, uh, which T is about to get into. Sometimes you got to give that negative energy back. Yeah. And by that I mean you got to go to f- How many? Like I can say for me. There have been some people who negative around me um, or whatever. I've gone off on them one goddamn time and we've been cool ever since. That shit been cool. ever. Like we ain't had no problems out of them ever since that, especially being in manage- management, dealing with other managers. I'm not going to say any names again, uh, but there was another manager when I was in food and beverage at, uh, at the Sky Trade center that was literally negative all the time. Emails, everything was just always talked down to people. I one day I just had it. I remember and it was in front of the whole staff too. We were had like a meeting or something, and she said one thing. I said, I'm tired of your shit. <laughs> and it just came out. And I went off and I thought, you know what? They probably gonna fire me after this. But what's funny is my boss afterwards, was like, I was surprised it took you that long to say it. But after that point, <laughs> after that point, I hadn't had any other issues with the I worked at that I, I stayed at that stadium another two. Two and a half, three years. Never had another issue out of them. So as much as it as it sucks to say, is that sometimes, especially when you've been absorbing that negative energy by trying to stay quiet, by not trying to give it back, by trying to stay positive. Sometimes, look, it's like it's like T'Challa suit in, in Black Panther. After some after absorbing so much energy, sometimes you just got to let that shit out in the blast and let them deal with it and and the fallout where, where it may. What do you think about that one? I had a a, a manager
0: at one point who she doesn't know how to talk to people. Mm-hmm. White lady. Doesn't know how to talk to people. Most of us, are uh, we're African-American staff. And in her email, she comes across very sarcastic and, like, talk down to you. Mm-hmm. And... You know, in the workplace, especially when you work with a lot of these people, <laughs> they, they're very sneaky and manipulative. Mm-hmm. And so they will become like email gangsters, like internet gangsters, and they'll go back and forth. Now, I don't do too much going back and forth. I might respond to your email once, maybe twice. Mm-hmm. After that, I'm picking up the phone. And I'm calling it because I don't I'm not about to keep going back and forth, especially if there's a whole bunch of other people on the email too. Mm -hmm. not about to do that. So I did have to call her one time and I was like, listen, last I checked, you didn't have any kids, which means that you don't have any kids that work here. (laughs) So it might be in everyone's best interest if you don't talk to people like they are your children mm-hmm. <laughs> so we had a
1: little back and forth but now i don't
0: have no problems out uh, She's
1: very nice see and, and it's call. same thing with me like <laughs> in my work career and some i have to go i've had to go off on somebody because you know me i'm i'm so quiet and just normal day-to-day life that when i finally do go off people be like oh you really had to like i had to press some nerves to get him to flip out like that I've blacked yeah, out on some people. As a matter of fact, I got my first management job by going off on my boss. It was one of those things that was like out of a movie. I've told this story to, on somebody else's podcast thing. It was legit like out of a movie. We, I worked my ass off one day. I was so, like, frustrated. And then, like, we were getting ready to go or something. And he was like, oh, yeah. And uh, I need y'all to work two, 10 times as harder tomorrow. And I may think about giving y'all y'all raise. I went clean the fuck off on him, right? Mm. And when I tell you, I just knew that they were going to call me and be like, look, don't even worry about coming back tomorrow after I got home. I got into work the next day. He was like, hey, come in my office. He was like, look, not only I understand it didn't come out the right way, but you show so much passion and the way that you <laughs> talked about what you were talking about. I know you know your stuff. We have this supervisor position open. I want you to apply for it. I looked at him like, I didn't say it, but I'm thinking, oh, you one of the motherfuckers that like 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 to be beat up, don't you? Because you, you got to. Like, it was legit. It was out of a movie. I was nineteen year old, hot headed haze, and that's how I got my first supervisor position. But go ahead. That's crazy.
0: <laughs> I don't go off off like that in the workplace. I'm more so. I'm nasty nice. Mm. Like I know how to Just be, be nasty. corporate nasty nice.
2: What
0: you say? <laughs> <laughs> Can you go? So yeah, I think people see that. And again, because I'm like, so typically like mild and meek in the workplace that mm. like people don't expect it. And nothing pisses me off more than when someone's trying to correct you or talk down to you in an email with a whole bunch of other people mm. or in the office with a whole bunch of other people. Now that's when I really, that's when I go off. Cause I'm like, now you're trying to be funny. Now you're trying to embarrass me. Mm. Now you're being super negative, And now I have to embarrass you.
1: Mm. All right. Well, damn. But yeah, I mean, and it, it sucks to say, and that's why I made this the last thing, because this is the last resort. Honestly, if you can if you can hey. find a way to disperse negativity any other way, or ugly energy any type of any other way, do that first. But when all else fails, you got to give them, hey, sometimes you got to match ugly with ugly, and you got to give them that energy <laughs> right back. That's just, I mean, we're human. And of course, in a perfect world, you would think, oh, you shouldn't have to do that. That shouldn't be your advice, Hayes. Listen, this is what keeps me from being the actual pastor because I'm not gonna finna tell you to keep turning the other cheek. Sometimes you got to turn they cheek, whether it be verbally or any other type of way. Yep, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it.
0: Yep, I mean, because if you let somebody get away with being nasty and mean for so long, and you keep you keep coming across as a pushover, and they feel like they can do it all the time, mm-hmm. so you know, sometimes you got to put your foot down you be like, "Look, bitch." Get your shit
1: together. <laughs> <laughs> Last thing, and then this is it. What is, and I guess this is, this is the way that we can we can be transparent. What's the ugliest thing about your energy or your attitude?
0: My energy or my attitude. Um, sometimes I feel like I don't give people a chance. Like the mm. first time you do something that is questionable to me, especially if I don't already have a relationship with you and mm. you're like a new person in my life, I cut people off very quickly. Mm. I don't ask no questions. I don't feel like there should be a conversation. Even with people that have been my friends for years, I feel like if you've known me for a long time, you know what my expectations are. You know how I am as a friend or a girlfriend or whatever. And if you do something that you know is going to piss me off to the mat to where, like, you need to be cut off, that's another situation where I don't feel like we need to have a conversation. Because you know what you did. I'm not about to sit here and go through every little thing with you and let you know, Oh, well that pissed me off. And you know, that was gonna, you're my friend. You knew that was going to make me mad. Why the fuck did you do it? <laughs> At this point, I don't even want to know why you knew. Just don't, don't talk to me. No, more. I mm. will block your number. I will delete you. I will look past you. Like I never knew you. Like I I cut people off very fast.
1: Damn Tia.
0: I just don't have time for BS.
1: I feel it though. All jokes just I, I feel it. I feel where you're coming from with that. I think, um, for me if I just had to be honest then it's not like I mean it to be ugly but I understand that it can and you know being transparent that it can't be that way is because I don't process things emotionally like other people that sometimes I have the habit of being like why are you bitching like just come on let's go and it, it's something that I that I, I catch after the fact like I'll sometimes you know somebody will come to me about something that they're feeling emotionally and I'll be like it's really not that big of a deal. This is what you need to do. Be cool. Let's let's keep it moving. And then I have to double back like a day or so later and be like, "Look, I think when I when I was when you were talking to me, I didn't realize how it was quite affecting you. I thought about it if it, if it was me, but it's something I'm working on. But it is definitely ugly and it and it leaves the people that I care about sometimes to feel like does Hayes really care? Because like I came to him and he was just like, "All right, nigga. I, I'm working on it." All I can say is that I'm working on it. Um, but yeah, that's definitely something that I've, that I've noticed about myself that I just be like, after the fact, especially if I would go back and read messages, I'd be like, damn nigga, like, did you even, did you, did you even think about like the, the fact that they're hurting? Like you just, so I'm, I'm working on it though.
0: Hmm, good one. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Alana, Alana calls me out on it all the time. Shout out to my baby Alana because I like, she'll be doing something. I'd be like, girl, like it's, you're not dead. Let's keep it moving. She'll go about her business or whatever, and she'll come back and sit to me and be like, Daddy, I was trying to tell you I stubbed my toe, but you were basically saying I was acting like a punk, but my toe hurts. So now what do I do? I'm like, I'm sorry, baby girl.
0: <laughs> Horrible. Oh,
1: man. Listen. Ah. <laughs> uh. But that's it. That's this has been a good conversation. I hope you did you have fun? I did. Especially
0: with the transparency part. That that was my favorite part so far.
1: (laughs) I'ma kick you in your shin when I see you again. (laughs) But go ahead and give them your social media so we get the hell up out of here. You know the routine. You've been here before. You're not new to this.
0: No. Y'all can catch me at the first lady D-A-F-I-R-S-T underscore L-A-D-I on Twitter and on Instagram.
1: And you can follow me at C E O Hayes at C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E. You can follow the podcast at Awaken Potter at the Awaken So Podcasts, depending on what platform you're looking for us at. You can also send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, at gmail.com. Lastly, you can send us a voicemail, 614-547-2039. We the number one podcast in this bitch. If you got a problem with that, you can come see me anytime, any day. I am the content king. But for this week, we out this bitch. Peace.
0: Bye. <laughs> You're funny.